You're listening to Inspirato Projecto on K-Chung Radio. We're going to the store to get a couple of items. Then, when we come back, we're going to paint. I finished up an art pro, uh, a uh, wedding video. So, I got some time until I'm sent the next wedding video, which means, during these times, I'm going to paint. Ryan McGonigal got me some 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 paints and a canvas. So this character I'm playing, I don't know how much I'm allowed to reveal. So I'll just say I'll just say that this character I don't know if he's going to paint in the movie. I don't know if this is one of those things where my character painted the paintings or if he just wants me to paint these paintings and then those will be hanging up in the production design in this room. So, I got into this, I've been, been getting, uh, getting inspired to, uh, oh, hello, excuse me, been getting inspired to paint more. I saw that F, F for fake movie, then I saw that other Documentary. What is the name of it? I will find out. It's about a guy who was like this really talented artist. I think he's dead now. He painted all, sculpted all this amazing stuff out there in the world. And um, and so he sculpted all this amazing... Sculpted all, I could go through here. Uh, sculpted all this amazing stuff out there. And uh, there's some workers. They're working on some kind of telephone pole thing up here, by the way. It's always good to be podcasting whenever you can. Because you never know what kind of cool stuff you're going to ca- uh, catch. By the way, we're utilizing a microphone. Thank God these microphones are so inexpensive. This is why I'll order two or three at a time. I misplaced my other microphone in my house, so... This is, this, uh, this is another one. Thank God I had it sitting on, sitting on the deck. Might have to bring a couple of these with me when I go on the 311 cruise. There won't be much reception out there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to record just into, there, there's an app on here called Voice Recorder. My buddy Jason McNeil told me about this one. He said it's really good. So I figured since I would use the microphone and that voice recorder, that voice recorder app, actually that's the one where, that's the one I utilized when I was recording my uh, interview with the folks that were at the David Lynch book signing at the Ace Hotel. The nice folks. Douglas, Douglas Clark, and Roxanne Knaus who's with Dagger, she's with Dagger Magazine. By the way, if you want to hear a really good interview with her, she stopped by the Inspirato Projecto studio. You can hear it on Mixcloud. I do believe I uploaded it to Mixcloud. I'm going to start uploading all of the archives. I'm going to look through the LA archive. They're stored on LA archive, but they're somehow hooked through the K-Chung site, kchungradio.org, in their archives. I think they have a search engine backup. They used to have a search engine where you could search in there and you could search Inspirato Projecto so you could hear um, 
the very first broadcast ever of Inspirato Projecto on K Chung Radio, 1630 AM in Chinatown, Los Angeles. You can hear that. Who are those guests? We had O.S. DeVille, we had Jamie Lee Wise, Alex Smart, he was on there. What a blast. What a blast. I think this upcoming K Chung, what is that, February 4th? Is that, a, is that the Monday? First Monday of uh, February. By the way, we got a Yachtly Cruise show at the Viper Room. Rumor has it that Mario Lopez, no, no, actually, Mario Lopez is going to be there. He got a table. So if you like Mario Lopez, stop by. Also, there's a rumor that Bruce Campbell might be there. He might show up. So we shall see. Bruce Campbell. Remember the first time I was truly introduced to Bruce Campbell. My buddy Jeremy Polensky had just moved out to Los Angeles. And he was telling me, he goes, oh my God, Bruce Campbell, he totally, you know, he, sh he totally could play your dad in a movie someday. And then he showed me Army of Darkness. And when I saw that, I thought, oh my God, this is a phenomenal movie. This is something I got to pay attention to. And then I went back and I watched Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and... So I always associate Bruce Campbell with Jeremy Polensky. Remember, it was the last day of school. Now, substitute teaching. I happened to be substitute teaching that day, and I brought Army of Darkness. I'm like, forget it. I don't care if I get in trouble. I'm, playing. I'm showing them Army of Darkness. They're like eighth graders, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, and I showed them Army of Darkness. I figured, what, what's, the, you know, what's the worst that could happen? It's the last day of school. So they got a kick out of it. It was kind of funny. So I, I, I'm curious once in a while if whenever uh, they see Bruce Campbell on TV, if they're like, oh, my God, that's a guy from Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, Mr. Clendenin showed, showed that guy to us. But I've always felt uh, an association, hey, an association with uh, Bruce Campbell because he's just such a great, He's well. Number one, he's an awesome actor. But number two, he's just got such a funny demeanor about him. He's he's just like um, you know, he's got this blue collar worker kind of vibe about him. This Midwestern vibe. It's just really awesome. So yeah, if he's there, I mean, that's just crazy. That's just nuts. So come on out to the Viper Room if you live out in California. If you know where the Viper Room is, it's on Sunset Strip. That's the club that is most famously known for being owned at one time by Johnny Depp. And also that's where River Phoenix died. That's what it's, that's what it's most known for. However, I'd like to... I'd like to believe that it's not, now it's most known for Yachtly Crew playing there so often. We've got our uh, w w first Friday a month residency. Yeah, one Friday a month. First Friday. So we, get, we picked up our, our residency there again. So, K Chung Radio. K Chung Radio. I'm going to get into the archives. I'm going to upload those to Mixcloud. Mixcloud, you can hear both the podcast and Kay Chung. I felt like it felt so free once I realized, you know what, I'm just going to save the actual files of my broadcast and I'll, I'll archive them. All right, we're about to enter the place. So we'll talk more later. document this instantaneous moment of manifestation of, of reality that just happened. I was walking along and I thought, you know, maybe I've gotten everything I need. And then I, I was just walking and walking and I thought, you know, maybe I'm going to leave. And then I thought, you know, what the hell? I'm going to get avocados. I'm going to get a, I'm going to get avocados. And all of a sudden then I thought to myself, I'm going to imagine I'm going to imagine uh, them as 50 cents a piece. Because sometimes they're on sale for a dollar. But I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to imagine that they're 50 cents a piece. And so sure enough, 
sure enough, as I'm walking along, <clears throat> I see the avocados here. And as uh, as I'm reading the sign, and it says two for a dollar. Look at that, fifty cents a piece. So as I was looking at that sign that said fifty cents a piece, as I was looking at that sign that said fifty cents a piece, uh, you know, or two for a dollar, what have you. Right then, all of a sudden, a a an ad popped up on the radio, on the in-house radio. An ad popped up saying, "Get your avocados; they're on sale." So yeah, I just had I had to point that out. I had to. I would have been an idiot if I didn't. Hey everybody, gather around. Want to hear the Inspirado hotline number? All right, goes a little bit like this. Five, six, one, two, zero, Say, I got an idea. How about you try it? Sounds great. Okay, here we go. Five, six, one, two, zero, three, nine, one, seven, niner. That sounds great. Five, six, one, two, zero, three, nine, one, seven, niner. That sounds awesome. Five, six, one, two, zero, three, nine, one, seven, niner. What is your favorite 1980s sci-fi film? And a happy new year to you, sir. Man behind the machine. 2019. Brand new projects on the way. Hey, hey, hey. To answer your question, I'd say the first two or first three films, Star Wars films, though that trilogy I would consider is, a, is a one movie that as is my ultimate favorite. 1980s sci-fi movie. Uh, what they later titled as New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. However, I gotta say, I love Time Bandits. I love A Never-Ending Story. I love Black Hole. I've never seen the movie. However, I used to have one of those little books that you'd follow along when you read the, uh, listened to the record. So, uh, what's your favorite 1980s sci-fi movie? I'm curious. Good day. Today's an entirely new day. It is the 30th of January. Already we are basically a full month into the new year, 2019. And I was just on Twitter and I noticed this this uh, quick video and it said, I think this peacock is just showing off and the peacock walks in a frame and it opens up <clears throat> its feathers and it's shimmery and it's shining and there are eyeballs all over it and like i think this is the first time that i've i've really maybe it's just the way that the light is hitting this thing but this is the uh, but i'm really like the way that <clears throat> the feathers and everything are set up on on this that design those are eyeballs and they look three-dimensional. The way that this light is hitting it, those things look three-dimensional. It looks like a freaking hologram. It's incredible. This thing walks in, and all of a sudden, boom, and you have all these eyeballs looking at you, and you're just mystified by them. You're like, what the heck? And the way that it opens up the feathers, it's like, it like separates them all. And you see it slowly open up just like and all these eyeballs just pop up out of nowhere. It's like a magician. It it, it uh, mystifies you. And then some of these, what's so crazy about some of these eyeballs, it looks like they're just floating. Because uh, maybe the feathers beneath it are just, yeah, I don't know, more transparent or something. But near the top there, it looks like some of the eyeballs are floating. So I got this idea for a creature Maybe it's called the Cosmic Peacock. And it opens up. 
And all of a sudden, it's this being that's speaking to you through all of these eyes. Now, are the eyes each an individual? This this is what's interesting. Maybe maybe on the outset, it looks like, you know, okay, so it looks like a face, basically. Yeah, like one big head, like one big face full of eyes. And then maybe we realize that each and every single one of those. Oh, what if we find out that there's that's an entire universe, that each of those eyes is like a planet. The planet, each of these planets are speaking through this peacock. The peacock created in my brain I was thinking about planets how each planet is like its own brain if each planet is alive like we've heard earth is alive Gaia is alive and this is why it's important to sleep on the ground why it's important to walk barefoot to feel the vibes be close to nature So each planet is its own brain. It's its own mind. Now, would the planet be a culmination? Would, it, would the brain, in a sense, be the culmination of all the thoughts and ideas that are on the planet? Or does the planet exist independently of that? I think that's the thing. The, the planet has its own brain what is its concern just pumping out love the sun is there to the sun is the excitement the earth is you know I like to call the sun I like to spell the sun s-o-n sometimes the other day on Instagram, uh, I saw my friend. She she showed a picture, beautiful picture of the sky, and she said, and it said something about S O N, and I thought, yes, I like to call it the S O N, the sun, because then it feels more like it's a relationship. It feels like more, it's like a like a buddy, a pal, a son, a relative. Hey, son, rather than. Like sun, like that's a manageable thing. That's like a learning experience. Give and take, give and take. The sun, if we look at it as like the sun. You know, when we look at it as the sun, this like, oh, I bow before you. I'm so in reverence of you. I'm fearful. Ah. Wow. Now when we change it just for kicks, let's play with this idea. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So Father, in a sense, that's us. <laughs> okay, I'm just, just play along here. So what if the human is the Father? The Son is the Son. And the Holy Spirit is, is the whole, whole, holy, W-H-O-L-E-Y, holy. Oh, no, that's W-H-O-L-L-Y, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Maybe that's how it was supposed to be through these all this time, the Holy Spirit, the holy, let it feel you holy, feel you, fill you holy. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes between the Father and the Son. It's that bridge. It's the molecules connecting them together. The familiarity. 
The son learns from the father. Father learns from the son. Father says, boy, I'm going to teach you to do this. I'm going to teach you to do that. The son goes, oh, yeah, plays for you. It's not us trying to trying to chisel through life, trying to make our dreams come true. It's our dreams trying to chisel through to us so they can be true. They're already true, but they want us to see that they're true. Hey, look at me, look at me. Wow. Wow, why don't we think about that? The sun is always trying to get our attention. The sun is so exciting, just like a kid can be so exciting, so excited. Start running around, accidentally crashing into things. I'm so excited, so excited. Jumping up and down. Ah. Kids having a temper tantrum. Kids feeling gloomy. Well, there we go. We got clouds in the sky. We got rain coming down. Child is cranky, temper tantrum, crying. Tears of joy happen too. Tears of joy. Looseness. In that base of looseness, that... Oh. Goosey-goosey, crying, happy, sad, open. So it's the sun that's always trying to get our attention, trying to get to us, trying to use hints and clues, just like a human. Hints and clues. This is why I like to look at the, at the universe as a friend, as a relationship more than just this mysterious, like, oh, who knows what'll happen. Yes, there's that aspect to it. There's also this aspect to it of... The ki a kid will give you hints and clues. You know, the cats give me hints and clues. Oliver will come over here and, and walk all over my keyboard saying, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hungry now. I'm kind of hungry. And I know he's sort of like talking on behalf of the other cats. Okay, I'll give you some dry food. All right, all right. We'll get you some wet food later. <laughs> all right, don't Okay, okay. They give you little hints. The little kid starts, you know... moving strange and you're like okay do you have to you either urinated in your pants right now or do you have to go urinate I have to go I have to go to the potty alright go 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 they give you little hints they give you little little clues so the universe gives us little hints little clues wow mother earth son Mother and son. Mother and son. A lot of folks think the uh, idea of Mary and uh, Jesus, mother and son. Earth, son. Father, son, Holy Spirit. There's also this idea that I frequently thought about is the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Father is the higher mind, the all that is. Son is us. Then the Holy Spirit is the inspirato that travels between us, the antenna. There's always communications coming through. It is whether we pick up the communication or not. Maybe the, maybe the tree that falls in the forest, it wants us to hear it. It wants to hear this magnificent sound. The tree that falls in the forest is known as there to hear it and go, Oh, wow, that's great. I like that particular crackle, snap in that crackle. That, oh, that's neat. Uh... It's like you being out, imagine being out in the middle of just the out in the middle of the desert and you're yelling, yeah, no one hears you. It's almost as if you didn't yell. You know you yelled, you know that you made a sound, your, he your ear hears your sound. Let's say if you don't, if you can't hear your own sound. And it's just vibrations, that's it. 
that's what it's whittled down to is just a series of vibrations. Ah, vibration is coming through. What kind of spell are we casting? That's the greatest, craziest choice that we have. Our reception to something and then what our reaction is next. How are we going to alchemize that? How are we going to sculpt it? So yeah, the peacock. Looking at this peacock, it's just playing over and over and over again. This peacock with these awesome feathers, with these eyeballs. So that could definitely be a character in a... In a what's immediately popping into mind is this character that's in Doctor Who. I think his name is Bose. I'm not going to research it. <laughs> okay, Bose. Bose? Let's see, Bose. It's like a huge head. Bows. Oh, wait, what? So Bose is not who I thought it was. Wow, that's crazy. So I got the name wrong, but I accidentally got the name right. I didn't realize there was a bow. I thought there was I thought Bose was the name of the huge head that's in Doctor Who. But I'm realizing now that Bose is not his name. It's the name of a different character that I don't think I've ever seen before. Is from the old, or heck, maybe I saw. Him. Maybe he was with on Tom Baker, one of the Tom Baker episodes. Day of the Daleks. That was the. Uh... Here's a bit about Bose, just so we're just so we're clear here. Bose is not the name of the huge head. I'll tell you that guy's name in a second. Big. Okay, I'll tell you his name in a second. That guy's got a different name. <clears throat> Similar, though. All right, so here's Bose. Bose was a guerrilla fighter and part of the human resistance opposing the Daleks from an alternate 22nd century Earth. He was part of the group led by Anat that traveled back to the 20th century to kill Sir Reginald Stiles. At first, he... What a great word. What a great name is that, huh? Reginald? At first, he refused Russell and Reginald. Those would be great names. Russell and Reginald. Remind me to uh, to put that down. Unique names in the movies. Russell, Reginald, I love Oliver. I love Archibald. My grandma, her middle name starts with a Z. That will also be a name uh, of a character. Oh, what is it? Z... 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 Sounds like a mystical place. Uh, okay. So at first he refused to believe that the third doctor... There we go. At first he refused to believe that the third doctor was not Sir Reginald Stiles and wanted to kill him instantly, but was prevented from doing so by Anat, an action that put him at odds with her for the rest of the mission. When the doctor traveled with them to the future, Bose refused to help him find Joe and left him to fend for himself. He did, however, participate in a rescue operation to get the doctor away from the controller's compound once they realized his importance, an action which cost him his life. He protected Anat from a Dalek by lunging in front of it and placing a detonator against its casing, which activated immediately. Unfortunately, he could not get away from the explosion in time after falling to the ground and died. So that's Bose. Now, the name of the big head. And many of you already know the answer to this. His name is the Face of Bo, B-O-E. The other guy was Bo, is B-O-A-Z. This guy's Bo, B-O-E. This face is phenomenal, huge face. The Face of Bo appeared to be a, a male bow kind, who's a little more than a gigantic humanoid head. Although he would rarely do more than grunt vocally, he was able to communicate by means of telepathy, and he communicated verbally on at least one occasion. I'm not going to read you the entire thing here. 
However, I'm going to play you this little giblet where the doctor meets the face of Bo. So here we go. We're going to play this audio right now. Second episode of Christopher Eccleston's Lone Series, the face of Bo wasn't originally meant to be more than a throwaway villain. But Doctor Who's original 21st century showrunner, Russell T. Davies, eventually had other ideas. He was, as the 10th Doctor would come to call him, a big old face stuck in a large, mostly glass housing. Like the Doctor, he was impossibly old, but he was way, way older. On the order of billions of years. Still, he found a kinship with the Doctor, because they both believed themselves to be the last of their kind. Possessed of extraordinary mental abilities, he called the newly regenerated 10th Doctor to New Earth, just by sending a message to the Time Lord's psychic paper. Alright, so on his perception uh, paper, whatever you call it, it's called Ward 26, W-A-R-D 26. How cool is that? Ward! There's another old name that I love. Ward. Ward. Walt. Reginald. Russell. Larchmont. Leroy. Stan. Stu. Now I'm getting out of the wheelhouse. I still love them. I'm thinking those kind of classic names, you know, where you got women with names like Abigail and Elizabeth. Those gallant names, Gabriella. That's what's so awesome. Gabriella, such a good Violet, Victoria. Oh gosh, what's that name? What's that name? What's her name? Uh, Beatrice, 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 Evelyn, my aunt Evie. Evelyn. It sounds like a violin. Like Evelyn. 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 Yeah, they're those old names that we rarely ever hear again. Here's some other good names. Let's see. Let's see. Good look up here. Old names. So what the hell? Let's just do it. Old name. Oh. Old-fashioned baby names. Wow. These are great. Wow. Wow. That's right, my Uncle Arnie, Arnold. Uh, so we got Albert, Alfred, Archibald, Arthur, Bernard, Bert. Oh, I'm just going to read, I'm not going to read them all, just the ones that really stick out. Cecil, I think Cecil is great. Cornelius, I like to use the one Cornelius a lot. Clement. Ernest. Eugene. Gerald. Irving, that's a cool one. Murray, that's a good one. Sigmund. Theodore. Yeah, Walter. Weldon. Young, that, that's a cool first name. Young. Vernon. Zelda. I think we can also attribute that to... Uh, Legend of Zelda. I'm sure there are a lot of gamers out there who name their kids Link and Zelda. Winifred. Wanda, that's a great one. Velma. Tabitha. Matilda. Lula, love that one. Haddle. Gladys, that's my mom's, uh, my grandma's, that was my grandma's name, Gladys, I love that one. Clara, Cora, Adelaide, I like that one, Ada, that's another cool one. These are some good ones here. Yeah, there's Oliver again. I like that one. It's like our cat. Something's going on here. There's a lot of things popping up here. Uh, what? Jasper. That's a good one. Everett. That's a cool one. Wallace. That's a cool one. Wallace. Wallace Everett. Wallace Everett. That'd be a good name. 
Max, I love that. Max is great. Claude, that's a fun one. Enoch. Cassius, Samson, Francis, that's such a good one. Augustine, that's such a good one. Ephraim, or Ephraim, Calvin, that's a cool one. Marjorie, love that one. Warren, Harold, Grover. Look at that, there's Floyd. I didn't say Floyd earlier, but I said Lloyd. That's cool. It means gray. Floyd. That's great. Walter, there's Walter. Stella, what a great one. Adeline, love that one. Scarlet, yeah. Lillian, yeah. Bernadette, I love that. Bernadette Peters, of course. Amelia, God, these are such great names. Yeah, Elizabeth, Charlie. Nora, what a great one. Sophia, another good one. Charlotte, wow. Aubrey, yeah. Harriet, it's a fun one. Maggie, that's a cute one. Yeah, there's Violet. Leona, ooh. Isn't there a, uh, isn't there a, I think there's, is it Edgar Allan Poe? Is it Leona? Or Lenora? That's Lenora. That's right, that's Lenora. There, there she is, Beatrice. Anastasia. Ooh, that's such a good one. Vera. That means summer. Vera. Hmm. Hmm. Getting a lot of ideas. Getting a lot of ideas. Folks, um, We'll, we'll be back with more later. We'll be back with more later. I started painting. Boy, does it feel good. I set up these Christmas lights that I found. I put them into the living room. I'm very excited about seeing how that's going to evolve the whole creation aspect. Now, what I'm doing, what uh, um, I'm listening to this album by Sugar Rose. And it's 24 hours long. So I started doing that. So I'm going to alternate between that and just listening to the jazz great Moondog, a.k.a. the Viking of 6th Avenue. Check out Moondog sometime. He's passed. He has transitioned into the next, into the next uh, vibration of existence. However, he was this blind, he looked like a Viking. He dressed like a Viking, like a Nordic god. And he would play this percussion. And there were symphonies, there were orchestrations. He sort of became this famous homeless guy. And eventually he had a wife. He's got some very interesting music. Very interesting time. Very interesting. Look up Moondog. So, I think I'm going to just listen to Moondog while I'm painting. The idea here is to... I'm going to invoke... Sort of things that could be interpreted as uh, satanic imagery. I am leaning more towards the idea of sort of a... An extraterrestrial vibe mixed with... Yeah, the possible satanic vibe. Nightmare. Nightmares. 
Um, things, things that might be terrifying, you know? Thing, things that might be terrifying. There's this medicine. Well, first of all, there's a medicine called Phenergan, which was like my mortal enemy. For some reason, that was the medicine that was prescribed to me. If you had Phenergan prescribed to you before, please uh, call the hotline and tell me your Phenergan story. 561-203-9179-er. 561-203-9179-er. Call the hotline. Let me know about Fenergan. So this one time I didn't get Fenergan. I think I told my mom, Mom, don't get Fenergan. Just, you know, there's got to be something else. So she, I remember she got something that was with an M. Start with an M. And I just remember this, I guess I could interpret it as a nightmare. Maybe it was, I, I got my first peek into a whole nother dimension. I just remember like this wall, like a smoky wall. The closest thing that I could tell that kind of uh, 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 resembled, reflected this, uh, this wall, this cloud kind of moving like an organic living thing. Like an organ, like a worm, like intestines, like uh, was in Mad Max, Mad Max Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road. When those clouds are just like, so that's kind of the the thing that I saw. Oh, by the way, I started playing the video game Skyrim. I didn't realize. It took me a while of start of playing it that I realized. Wait, some of these voices sound familiar, and then I started noticing. Just the way that uh, the way that everything was in there it reminded me so much of Fallout. I realized, oh, this is by the same makers of Fallout, and I think possibly even the same makers of Bioshock. I'm not. I I need to do the research. That's why I'm asking. See, I'm not gonna. I'm walking around. I'm out on the street here, folks. That's why. That's why I'm hoping that you. You know, this is kind of like the Matrix. They got the operator. Like, operator! You are the operator. Someone's, walk, someone's running towards me. They're jogging. Now, between me and this jogger is a tree that dips below me. So even I have to duck. But this person is taller than me. So we'll, we'll see what, what has to happen with them. Oh, they had a duck under a tree already. Let's see, wait. Oh, they're going to, going to a truck. Okay. So this is what I thought for my character. He he's he lives on a farm basically, and he's a painter, and he's out there in the fields. He uses textures. He uses the textures. So I'm going to get rocks. I'm going to get sand. I'm going to get right now. I'm going to get grains, whatever that means. Just something that gives gives that texture. I could probably. Probably ought to, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I could get a bag from these guys. Take it with me. Dump some rocks, sand, granules. I want granules in these paintings. So it makes you want to touch it, you know, in the sense that ideally, I mean, the, mi the mission is, the intention is to, to put the granules. I, I don't. I can't even say that I've even bought grains, but I'd like to believe that these grains, whatever they are, I'll put them into the painting, and then all of a sudden it'll be, it'll have this like texture to it. So ideally, when that shows up on the camera, it'll, 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 you know, kind of give this idea like there's, there's, there's layers to it. Maybe I'll even work with blacklight paints. Maybe this is even my excuse to work with blacklight paints. Wowzers. There's an idea. Wow. Alright, we're going to go in this place. We're going to see if we can get some grains. Do you guys have... Uh, the only way I could describe is like grains. Do you have like grains? 
you mean like oatmeal? Yeah, yeah. I wanna I wanna put some kind of texture thing on like the canvas. You know, I just had this idea of like mixing it in with the paint. Yeah, they usually use oatmeal for that. Okay, do you have oatmeal here too? Oh, it's on the bottom on the bottom shelf on by the where the wine and the booze is. Oh, okay. Maybe on the very bottom shelf. Oatmeal. Oatmeal. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! I'll crumple these up and, and put them on there. Yeah, that looks good. That looks good. Thanks for that suggestion. Yeah yeah. I want. I'm just gonna mix it right in there. I want to give it this sort of like texture and based on how the the light you know hits it. Totally, totally. I think it might work. Let's see. Worth a shot, huh? Holy cow, I nearly lost my heart. I saw it was like $15 for a, a thing of oh, oatmeal. Yes. I'm like, that holy cow, be... these gold-plated? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be a little high. I a gold schlager. It's the gold schlager of oatmeal. Of oatmeal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you drinking? <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's a great idea. Bro. We only feed you with the best, the most high quality. Yeah. All right, well, you guys take care. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for the suggestion. Ooh, I think this is golden hour right now. Whoa, I don't know if... If it's, it, are there fires out there in the, in the, uh, the way that the, the way that the sun is coming down, there's the, there is really, truly this gold, you know, this must be what they're talking about with golden hour. This must be it. Oh my God. Golden hour. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. See, okay. So this is the issue with golden hour that people have is that it's only for a f small portion in the morning and for a small portion at night. So this is golden hour. Oh my God. Oh my God. Golden hour. Wow. Is it truly even an hour long? If it is, that's awesome. I remember I shot a short film called Harmony Heights and the whole idea was the beginning shot started at golden hour and then the last uh, shot was at golden hour. So the, it was a race, you know, to try to make sure we got during this particular time. So I'm thinking, if you like shooting at golden hour, imagine this. This just popped into my mind, like a sci-fi a sci kind of movie, where a guy is able to freeze, you know, make every, like, slow everything down, I guess. And or, yeah, I guess it would be slowing everything down, yeah. Or speeding them up, either way. They, 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 everything slows down so that golden hour is really stretched. Now, what I'm imagining is maybe the director and the camera crew, maybe they're vibrating at such a fast speed, they're moving so fast that those who are actually in that extended, slow-moving sort of uh, sloth kind of like golden hour moment in time. See, because imagine that, in the middle of traffic... Or in the middle of a busy street, you just for, you just wait for that millisecond until it's clear. You can shoot out there. You just slow down the time. Now to everything else, you're you're moving at bazillions, mega good, mega uh, mega fuzzillion millimoments a uh, bazillion bazillisec. You know, so you, the thing is, is that you'd be moving so fast, you'd never be affected by any of what's going on out there in the world because you'd always be able to dodge. You know, let's say if there's a car, you freeze it so that car is frozen, everything's frozen. Like right now, I'm looking at a bunch of cars driving around. Well, it would freeze everything. Everything would slow down. Yeah, I think this is still golden hour. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so crazy because it's almost like as soon... It's almost like... As soon as the, the sun realizes that you've got, a, you've got a hook on it, and you're like, okay, I see you, I see that you're starting to go down now, you're, you're, you're at the sunset, it's like as soon as it realizes that you notice it, it starts getting dark really fast. Did you ever notice that? It starts getting dark really fast. From that moment when you start seeing it just barely on the cusp of twilight, like, whoa, like right now, we're right on that cusp, you know? We're right at that millimoment, right before golden hour turns into, I guess, dusk? Is that it? Is golden hour another name for golden hour dusk? Could that be a possibility? Huh. Well, it could be dusk. 
Who knows? Could be dusk. So imagine that. Someone's got a machine, they go, and they slow it down just for that sake of shooting at golden hour. And it becomes this big question mark in Hollywood or whatever it is that they're going to call it in this movie. They're going to be like, what? How the heck were you able to shoot the entire movie in golden hour? It would, it would be like the world's least color-corrected film. I'd like to sneak one more camera. They just want to shoot with one camera. I say, why not two? Why not two, why not three, why not four? You know, why not have as many cameras on set as you can? You're going to catch some awesome alternate pieces. You know what I mean? I would rather have a, 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 a grittier sort of... Um, glitchy shot I'd rather have a glitchy camera shot than a perfectly timed perfectly timed I like the glitchy but I don't know who am I to say sometimes I feel like a nut sometimes I don't sometimes I like it glitchy sometimes I like it smooth and easy I'm not going to say definitely this or definitely that that is crazy that's crazy that's crazy to identify myself with definites. Ident do not identify yourself with definites. Ooh. Now that's one to grow on, isn't it? That's one to grow on. We're back. We're back. The castle. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Great, how are you? Good. So, yeah, you got the entire movie. Oh, they're all shot in golden hour. People are flipping out. People are wondering how the hell this happened. And there it is. You got it. Interesting. So that means that when you play everything back, would it capture any of the slow-moving things? Maybe someone does. Maybe some art critic. Some movie book. Maybe someone... Kitty, 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 kitty! Maybe some editor somewhere sees, sees the first glitch. Sees the first thing, and where they're like, wait. Everything else is moving in regular motion. Everything else is moving in slow motion. You know, what the hell is this all about? And so I got the oatmeal. There's someone investigating, they're like, wait a second, there's something, what is going on here? And they look closer into it, and start realizing, wait a second, these folks have some kind of device that enables them to slow it down. That would be pretty neat. Time-traveling vaudeville act. That would be nice. That's what I had in my Bitstrips act. Traveling, traveling vaudeville act. Time traveling vaudeville act. They went through dimensions and dimensions. They were called the Dimensionauts. There's astronaut Al. Uh, there's Mr. Y, Dr. Y, or Dr. Ware, can't remember. Uh, Mr. Egghead. Lots, lots of interesting characters and creatures. All right, so now we got the oatmeal. We will report more on this phenomenon later. <laughs> I want you to want me. I need you to need me. <laughs> Oh, I love Cheap Trick. Um, hello, it's Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul. How are you? How are you? I'm kind of thinking we need to do a record with friends soon and laugh together at the same time. I want to hear about some of, the, of your adventures. I want to share your voice and your craziness on my show. So perhaps we can set aside a little time to make something happen soon. I hope you're having a great week. <laughs> yes, carry on. <laughs>
<laughs> I wholeheartedly agree, Maria. Thank you so much for commenting uh, on the episode. And I absolutely agree. I think it'd be phenomenal for us to connect right right here, right now, on the Anchor app and, and uh, make some craziness together. So, talk to you. taking a break from painting I'm out here on the, the balcony and I've been listening to this bluegrass music and one of the songs is ain't nobody gonna miss me when I'm gone ain't nobody gonna miss me when I'm gone and you know it's a real sad song it's about how his ma and pa are, are dead and when he dies there's not gonna be anyone to mourn him and then I thought what what is the what is the least amount of, of people that we wish would mourn our death when we were gone? Like, what's the largest amount? Would we be satisfied with a hundred? Would we be satisfied with a thousand? Would we be satisfied with none? Would we be satisfied... Do we... You know, we want to be remembered? When we've passed on into the next realm, will that even matter anymore? Who knows? Maybe that's the way that... We travel back into that other life by the amount of times that we're being talked about or someone 
reminisces about the time we shared. Now here's another idea from the idea book. Mask Master leaves masks in areas for artists of various endeavors to find. Mask Master puts the masks in a dumb waiter that goes off to somewhere, or a carrier pigeon picks it up. Here's a side note. What if storks delivered other things besides babies? Keep that in mind. Here's your fun fact. Muhammad Ali's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame is the only star which is not on the sidewalk. Rather, it is on the wall of the Kodak Theater to honor his request that he did not want to be walked on. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts.